Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there like a little lady in a wedding scarf. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. basically the whole problem with this platform <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i need more i can't like there's not enough yo we live we just we don't have no idea what the fuck we want to talk about on this episode welcome back to inside agitator so we went live on instagram and asked people and we're like yeah it's real slow in the news there's not really shit that we want to talk about what should we talk about everyone just goes yep yeah yep. nothing going on in the news all right thanks <laughs> yeah. i do appreciate the fucking help uh so yeah. yeah but yeah we literally we were so starved for any content that we went on youtube and to see what first we searched news and it was a bunch of shit about uh kevin mccarthy, kevin McCarthy becoming you know fucking dickhead of the house and yeah, something like no that. one wanted to watch that that's boring so then mm. we're like what's tucker up to what's going on over there yeah also that shit and then we're like all right <laughs> maybe we just go a little further back there's a Tucker video from two days ago, and it's like the most important news story of our time. We open it, lo and behold, Kevin McCarthy. I'm sorry if I don't, this is not the most important yeah. story of my time to me. Nah, I really don't care it, at all. Yeah. Just at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I truly, at all. <laughs> I, I at know all. it will not impact my life yeah. in any way. And I can hear the NPR listeners who should go back to that channel now gearing up to be like, well, technically, if he becomes Speaker of the House, he'll have the power to bunch, 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 no one cares. It's not going to impact anyone's fucking life or improve. So anyone who is treating this like it's like the most important shit that's ever happened, you've lost it. You have lost it. <laughs> this is important to reptile-brained individuals that live in the Beltway and no one else. If you live outside of the Beltway mm. and happen to have warm blood, you <laughs> you should not give a fuck. Yeah, like it's it's so pretty much. Like, yeah, it's so it does not make any sense why any of that shit is even. Want to know why? Because, because ultimately, it's team sports for these people. The people who do yeah. give a fuck, it's not actually about what impacts anyone's life. Mm. It's about oh, my team versus your team, and so it's like you know this big fucking. Yeah, it's like sports, but for people who are nerds. It's for sports, but for people <laughs> who should be removed from society. Speak. That's gotta be a bleep. That's gotta be a bleep. That <laughs> for sure has gotta oh, be a It's gonna sound worse bleep than if we leave it in. You know, people's it's, imaginations. This is satire. This is yeah. satire. Uh, people's imaginations will be worse than what I actually said. Yeah. Um, which I feel like they we all did. We did on the last episode, though. Yeah, that's yeah, facts. That, I felt like that was that was okay. Yeah. Um, it's January 6th. Yes. <laughs> Never forget, guys. Never forget. Solemn day. I certainly have. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I'm still reeling. Uh, I, I, anything, we did a retrospective last year on it. Anything to be said about January 6th has already been said. Yeah. Uh, watch Andrew Callahan's documentary, This Place Rules. I thought yeah. he did a really good job with that. You haven't seen it yet, right? I have not seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, It was good. Um, obviously, I always have, like, I reserved praise for Channel 5. Really like what they do. 
I think they're probably the best mainstream gonzo journalism project. Don't know. Not, don't think they're like, you know, I have reserved praise. I think it's great. And I think it's yeah. awesome. And I think it's, it's, it's also like the future of what that kind of media is going to look like is it's more like what Andrew Callahan does. Um, but, and I do think reservations about channel five as a platform aside, this place rules will go down as the definitive document about one six. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I can't imagine anything that even comes close to touching how weird and funny it all was. Yeah. You know, and he handled that really well while still having, uh, giving everything the gravity that it deserved. Um, and treating these, you know, some of these nut jobs like the threat that they are, and also like the clowns that they are. Cause, and ultimately, what I think was good about it was it exposed that a lot of this was just, uh, it was tomfoolery. <laughs> you know, it yeah. really was um, from people who have too much time. And yeah, and the, the real danger isn't who we've made the boogeyman. And I think mm. that's why there's been so, so much mainstream media pushback against the project. You know, he's been, Andrew Callahan has been brought on interviews. Um, he just did one with an NPR lady day day or two ago uh, where basically she confronts him like, how dare you drink with Alex Jones and lift with him? I mean, no. And the crowd laughs and she's like, no, 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 seriously, this is serious. The most despicable, one of the most despicable Americans in our history. It's like, really, Alex Jones? Yeah. yeah he's not cracking the top thousand. Yeah. No, Though these yeah. leaderboards are crazy. Yeah. That, Lady. Yeah. This is a re- fat man who yells on the radio. Yeah. Reevaluate your leaderboard. Yeah. For that. But also, it's just great. Uh, uh, it's as uh, always, it's a rich white woman talking to like an actual journalist. And from her place of great fucking, I'm sure the dinner parties that she goes to are filled with people who aren't despicable at all and would yeah. never do despicable who things don't or, own or, or harm or, anyone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and you know. don't give money to certain people to, you know, yeah. increase military budgets or yeah. whatever. You know, I'm sure yeah. none of the people that she rubs shoulders with are invested in private prisons. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not one. Um, yeah, never. And Alex Jones, you know, he's the bad guy. And granted, like Alex Jones is a bad guy. Yeah. But uh, Andrew Callahan, Oh, by not treating him like fucking Voldemort did a mm. good job. He showed it him for what he is, which is a goofball. And you yeah. should you should make people like that look like the goobers they are. Yeah, take exactly. them. To, don't put them the pedestal the mainstream media puts them on gives them the gravitas that they have. And and I I think I, you know, I think Andrew Callahan's ultimate take, which isn't I, you know, I don't think it's maybe the most important one out of one six that I would put in my big movie. Yeah. But I think it's an important one, which is that the mainstream media who's driving this. And that is and that is a fact at the end of the day. And uh, to what end? And why is it that Alex Jones and the, the Proud Boys leader, Tario, who's mainly just a T-shirt salesman, yeah. uh, if they're put on this pedestal. Is that that black dude? He's like Mexican, but the leader okay, of the Proud Boys. Yeah. He's like the guy that they're like, well, he's a leader of the Proud Boys. He's not yeah. white. He's that guy. And he an FBI informant or yeah. something. Yeah, he's a fed. Yeah, he's a fed. So, he yeah. conveniently got arrested two days before 1-6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, for lighting a flag on fire. Like, he's never done that before. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you put them on this pedestal and you make them seem like these big scary figures. Gives them the power that they probably shouldn't even have, you know? Mm. We should just make them look like the goobers they are. I think a, uh, what the mainstream media has done to Antifa um, is make them look like a bunch of frail nerds. 
who are whiny mm. and losers and and you don't want to be associated with and cringe mm. and that's been to great success yeah and then on the other hand they're they're making the actual cringe frail nerd losers like the proud boys look like this you know oh this is great oh my oh god my, you know proud boys you know yeah and uh you know to an extent you have to you have to imagine that's that intentional in some strange way but uh yeah, I guess the only criticism of this place rules that I levy on this platform right now is just that, like, he probably should have just interviewed a member of Antifa who wasn't the yelling, lanky guy at the front of the line, you know? Yeah. There are always those people, and, like, it's like, obviously he always puts the spotlight on the most absurd figures, but I think you could have right-wing leanings or at least pro-cop and like against antifa leanings mm. and come out of this place rules and be like yeah oof, we need the cops to just crack down on all that protest shit they're all some crazies yeah. you know and that's like the message you could get out of it mm. and i feel like it, it plays into the horseshoe theory um the horseshoe theory that a lot of people cling on to to feel comfortable and assuming most of our listeners know what horseshoe theory is but if they don't it's just the theory that, like, you know, you go to either end of the spectrum and you start having the same opinions, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, oh, you go all the... Like, their big thing is, like, you know, you go all the way left, you go all the way right, you're going to support Russia, which is insane. Mm-hmm. I, like, do not support Vladimir Putin just because I don't want to go to war with Ukraine yeah. or go to war with Russia, rather, or for Ukraine. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, it plays into horseshoe theory that people cling on to because they're comfortable and they want to be pat on the back. Oh, I'm such a smart little good boy for mm. not wanting anything to change and the status quo to continue forever. Yeah. And everyone who wants things to change and is a crazy howling radical, they're the problem. And you know what? If I lived in a fucking cotton candy house, I would think that the people disturbing my peace were the problem too. Yeah. So, you know what? I you know, I get it. Um and I I one day hope to be uh, in the financial position that I just want everyone to go back to being quiet. Um, but mm. till then, here we are. Um, I kid about that. If I was in that financial position, I would buy all of you things I won't say. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> I would buy, um, we're going Riddler mode. Yeah. Th- that's great. So I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but the bad guy in the new Batman is the Riddler. And at one point, the cops are like looking at his like podcast. They're like, he has 400 listeners. Do you know the damage they can do? And I'm sitting in the movie theater like, damn, I'm Dr. fucking Doom. Like, 400? Yeah, uh, that yeah. is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's not nothing, but you know what I mean. It, no, that's a lot, yeah, and that's the a... thing. It is... Uh, it kind of is. The, like It is for the gravitas of like... Look what they're gonna do! Yeah, you know, exactly. like four hundred loyal people ready yeah. to ride out. And... Yeah, it's uh, cause Lord knows, half of that's bots, you know. Yeah. And then you know, start tapering it down. But yeah, no, I fucking, I, I, uh, uh I don't know. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Um, we really don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, honestly. and then we keep veering off into shit, which is why the bleeps keep happening. Yeah. We keep talking about real life. Um, so yeah, the cop city shit's cool. What is the cop city? There's people in Atlanta that are like hiding in the woods so that the cops can't turn it into a training facility. 
That's nice. pretty tight. Yeah, that's pretty tight. But yeah, that's it, bro. I really got nothing. <laughs> Shit's come to a screeching halt. There's not I shit. Mean, yeah, what, what, can, what, can we, what else can we talk about? The Idaho murders? Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Fuck. What the fuck are we, Nancy Grace? Okay, what's going on in pop culture right now? Oh, Is, I wanna... oh the Tory. The, I don't even want to talk about the Tory Lanes and the Megan Stallion. No, the I don't want to talk about yeah. Uh... Also... Duh, Tory Lanez was guilty though. Yeah, nah. if you, if anyone out there, like, I, that shit is so. Anyone who ever thought Tory yeah. Lanez was innocent, you're so fucking dumb. That shit Literally. is so crazy dude, to me. I, I know a dude who did like a whole fucking. Live, I'm not gonna dox him or anything, but I know a dude who did like a whole live stream on Twitch where he basically tried to like break down evidence like six months ago, and like he was like, Tory didn't shoot. <laughs> Megan Tory didn't shoot her and like you know the whole I, I didn't watch like much of it but yeah man what 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 the fuck else happened though there's not shit ha- bro we are living in just a stasis period of history like there was the railroad strikes that shit got shut the fuck down quick yeah that shit was over like they're just like it's just like yeah we're just in, we're in a corner I don't know I kind of, I have a very, I don't want to be depressing, yeah. but I just have a very deep feeling that we're just kind of locked in for a couple of years. <coughs> yeah. It's going to be kind of in the neoliberal grind chamber until something shakes. And I don't know what that something's going to be. Maybe Trump 2024, which yeah. sounds insane to be pitching that as a positive thing. But like maybe yeah. the 2024 election will get shit shaken again. I just I don't. It just feels like yeah. It was just like shit sucks. People are suffering. Shit's expensive everywhere, but in more expensive in places where people are poor. For whatever reason, the mm. grocery stores thing. They're trying to starve people out and get them back to work. But like if you're in where the young professionals live, the groceries are like whatever price, like like a little above normal. But if you got to rural areas, it's like seven bucks for eggs and shit like it's like it's crazy and that that ain't yeah. just anecdotal like that you're hearing that all over and it's like, like yeah. you're literally seeing the ruling class as such solidarity and organization right now they are starving out people to mm-hmm. get them back to work for low wages uh and they're not scared of us at all anymore because after 2020 why would they be and uh so yeah not to be too fucking Glum, I mean, but, but that—that's what it is, though. Yeah, you know, it's like, what? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, and I mean, not to discredit the activists that are still out there doing what the fuck they do. Yeah, and know? like, also, that's the but other like, thing. If we could know... spotlight, like, because we have, there's like about fifteen hundred people that tune into this, like on average. Mm-hmm. If everyone throws a couple bucks towards whoever the fuck is actually doing direct action, still, mm-hmm. they can do some good shit. So, like. If there's shit out, like DM us, like if, and we'll put a spotlight on people, we'll interview people, like whatever we can do to, you know, help, we will. Um, so, cause yeah, I just, things are just at a, it feels like just at a screeching halt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, why wouldn't they be, you know, the, the, the you, why 2020, there's a million factors why 2020 was as successful as it was. A, people weren't, didn't have to work as much. So that was part of it. People weren't as strapped down to their jobs. Mm. Had a little change in their pocket. So collectively as a community, it wasn't like everyone's strapped paycheck to paycheck. 
it was like, all right, if one of us gets arrested, we could bail one guy out. Like, let's go do this, you know? Mm. Like, people were able to do shit because they were resources. They weren't fucked like they are made to be right now. And furthermore, it was just the, the money and resources that came in from Libs, from the people who are Team Red, Team Blue, and and saw BLM as Team Blue then. Mm-hmm. You know, and granted, BLM, the organization, is still Team Blue, but you get what I'm saying? Like, at there was a time your MSNBC watching Democrat at home on their couch, in between door dashes and emails, they felt like the people on the street fighting against the empire were Democrats fighting against Trump. And so they were, like, on board with it. Yeah. That ain't the case anymore. So that those donations, that slowed up. That support, that slowed up. The news media... For in during 2020, knew they they wanted listen. Every anchor from MSNBC to Fox News wanted to get on there and go. The police need to shoot those thugs. That's what they all wanted to say. Yeah. But MSNBC had to do it with kid gloves and be really manipulative with the way they did things and showed things because they knew they couldn't get away with that. They, they it wasn't it wasn't 2014 Ferguson. This was different, and so they had it handled it with kid gloves. We're now back to oh these fucking ungrateful dogs. Like we're, that's the rhetoric across the board again. You yeah. can't ask for shit, and uh, yeah, like especially with I don't even want to get into electoral shit. I don't even want to get into electoral shit. Mm-hmm. It feels like wasting my breath. And yeah. I don't feel like any of our listeners are going to be served by electoral. Like, we all know. So, like, I could talk about electoral shit. It's, it's who the fuck literally isn't moving the needle on shit for anybody. Um, or at least really making an honest attempt to. No, not. I, I mean, and when someone does, I will give them my full support and backing. It's so crazy to me because we on this podcast, the whole force to vote thing, like, years ago, people were trying to get on AOC's case. Like, AOC's a fraud. The squad's a fraud. They're not going to do the right things. If there was a railroad strike, they'll vote against it. Like, people were saying this shit, and I was like, ah, they might be crazy. We had Ryan Cooper on to talk about how, like, you know, the force to vote people were wrong. Mm. Like, we were, like, not fully on team the squad's fraudulent, you know? I think we both wanted to have hope that there was something coming from electoral politics, but I am just, after what I've seen this year and in our time off on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no uh, shot. It sucks. Yeah. And uh what we're doing is a lot cooler, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's like it's a better thing to focus on mainly for my mental health in general, you know what I mean? Cuz I feel like at 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 one point during like 2020, I was like really really into it and I felt like I was getting a little too into it for a second, you know, and I felt like I had to back out. Not necessarily like too into it like I guess with the Twitter stuff and like getting too wrapped up in like i was too wrapped up in the algorithm i mean yeah like i I totally feel you were like Mm. the algorithm was because i was angry we were all Mm -hmm. angry in 2020 and the algorithm definitely but what was funny was the algorithm in the beginning like it steered you towards good information it got polluted like midway through the summer of 2020 Mm. where it would just steer you towards like the algorithm figured out oh if I show them the opposing, the most obnoxious shit the opposing side believes, they'll all just argue in the comment. Like, and that's mm-hmm. what you started to see a lot is like, it felt like online going into 2020, it almost felt like there were pockets and like bubbles mm-hmm. almost. 
and now feels like the internet became like one big bubble again. You know, everyone's sharing the same internet. Before mm. 2020, felt like there were like little pockets you could hide away in, you know, and there was like little leftist bubble. And even in 2016 with Bernie, like the, all the way through Bernie 2020, there was like a pocket of social media that was like the Bernie progressives on Instagram and Twitter. Those pockets, I think, don't really exist, or they mm. do. There are obviously subcultures and, and sub pockets on social media, but like, it's, it feels all like one internet now. Like, yeah. you're going to see opinions that you disagree with more than you're going to see opinions that you agree yeah, with. Yeah, I see rap TV all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and you know what rap TV yeah. is, you know? Which is, like, Hoodville, but, like, more of, like, news aspect and oriented. But they also have this, like, misogynistic, yeah, weird, like, alpha, Andrew Tate type shit deal, you know? Which everything feels to have that slant nowadays which yeah. is the other weird thing it feels like a lot of cultural differences from like pre and after 2020 like this yeah. decade feels like the texture of it just feels different in a lot of ways you know it feels yeah. like we went back on a lot of shit yeah i feel like mainly with like tiktok and stuff like that i feel like it's it's a weird phenomenon where things that like obviously are very racist like are being widely spread and things like that and it feels like it's like I don't know, even on black people. Like, we just watched a TikTok earlier of, like, this black dude yeah, I, acting like a slave I, for a million was... likes. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just a very weird phenomenon. And it's like, I feel like stuff like that has kind of been set back. I know. I foolishly, extent, I foolishly you know? said to my co-host, you're like, wow, I'm really glad people aren't really doing, like, the yin-yang twin shtick anymore of, like, doing a black character to go perform at white frats, you know? Yeah. Glad that's dead. And he's like, well, it is yeah, really, no, look no, at this no. dude on TikTok. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, like, no, I looked at this shit yeah. 12 minutes ago. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and it had millions and millions of likes. And I don't know, well, you're not really on TikTok like that. No. Nah. But there used to be this trend way, way back in the day where people found about the Boondocks Uncle Ruckus theme, mm -hmm. right? You know, and, and then like. You know, it'd be like, these niggas will be, say, uh, this nigga never tell a joke. At least he knows he's a monkey or something like that. It would just say, like, crazy shit, you know, <laughs> about black people. It'd be black people making these jokes. And yeah. you'd be like, okay, this is not really funny anymore. Yeah. And then, like, in the comments, it would be like, they would put the white grandpa emoji. And they'd be like, that's my boy. Yeah, white grandpa emoji. So that's, that's all right. That's that's funny. Though. Yeah, that's funny. But to an but to an extent, to an extent, Th that's my boy, white grandpa emoji. <laughs> that's a fucking great bit. That's funny as shit. But but to an no, extent, no no no. To an just extent, that aspect of it though. Great. I bit. wish I wish I could pull it up right now, but it's like a pretty old trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But there Bro. were some ones that would be like. <laughs> I can't believe that's, that's fucking real. And then, but there would be other ones be like, that's right, he's a monkey. You know, oh, no. like and like that's oh, you no. see where it takes that bad turn, you know, where people can oh, easily no. get way out of fucking hand and just get way too fucking comfortable, you know what Jesus. I mean? Jesus. Yeah, no, I've seen, especially lately, like since it's pretty funny, like, since Elon took over Twitter, there's now a genre of black Twitter comedian. Mm -hmm. That's like I'ma say racist shit. Yeah. Like and it's like you know what's I don't even know if I I, I feel weird saying it. 
Whatever. Fuck it. We can leave it. You can decide. Okay. <laughs> but there's this one account. I can't remember the name. I wish I could remember it. But there's this one account who keeps getting retweeted in my feed. And, like, he'll do, like, literally the Waffle House fight. Yeah. He, like, quote tweet is like... <laughs> I can't say it, bro. I can't. I can't. Dude, just say it. He's like, the Ebony's are wiling out again. That's like some like shit no one said since like 1954. Like, that's like some shit. Who says fucking Ebony's? That is fucking crazy. <laughs> but like I see yeah. him go viral all the time really? saying shit like like bro all the time and like the, no shot I follow this dude and he's in my feed like every other day like oh mm-hmm. uh, and and Isn't it's that like, like skinny white kid no it's a black dude oh okay. yeah okay. it's a, or like okay. the have the profile picture is who the fuck yeah, knows yeah, yeah. it's Elon Musk's burner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but ever since fucking Elon took mm. over fucking Twitter. There's like a lane for like racist Twitter comedian because yes. you used to like you would get banned for that shit mm. so quick like like dude it's crazy I bet you if we if we go to TikTok.com right now I bet you we can scroll through and like in the first ten it would be something semi racist or something like that all right know? let's like, see so here's the TikTok algorithm there's a guy test. rolling a blunt your algorithm is beautiful. Yeah, okay, so Reddit story. Ooh, seven ways to escape the Matrix in 2023. I'm ready to prison break this shit. Let's go. It's a nice view. Drop shipping. <gasps> Very easy. Chalk on, chalk on. No. Okay, some dude talking about tips. Yeah. Cooking video. Cooking. It's not new. It's a very, very, very safe anesthetic agent that was approved in the set in the 60s. Okay. And the reason a dude talking about why ketamine is good. Retweet. drink. Okay, I was listening to JPEG Mafia. A producer TikTok. This is racist. It's a guy in a sweater vest talking about rappers. That counts, right? That counts, right? This is... Right? Come on. We did it. That was within 10. We did it, yeah. We did it. We called it that. You really shouldn't be wearing a sweater vest. Yeah, hashtag Post Malone. First hashtag Post Malone? Oh, yeah. That counts. Talking about Drain Gang. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, no, it's literally a guy... Doing the thi- the the motion you make with your hands, where you make like a a zero when you're explaining something to someone, mm-hmm. it is a lanky white dude doing. We have it paused. He's in the middle of making that motion. The only text on the screen says "the train gang," <laughs> and he's in his sweater vest. Um, Crazy. Crazy man. He was initially talking about JPEG Mafia, though. I'm a, I'm aware Drain Gang is white. No one yeah. DM me. <laughs> Cooking. Whatever. All right, there's a shocking not amount. President G seems to be doing a good job not doing racism yeah. on TikTok here. 
I swear sometimes I feel like the Bro, it's not TikTok for me. Like go on Twitter though. Go on Twitter though. Okay. Yeah, well, I feel like this is a lot of Twitter or TikTok too. This is type of alpha shit. male hustle. Yeah, so hold that's on. That's also a lot, but they're not are they gonna be able to hear this? It doesn't matter if you've been with a man three months, six months, five years, or fifteen. You have one opportunity with a man to dishonor his vulnerability. And he, he will never look at you the same. He may act like it. He may walk around with a smile on his face. On the inside, he's like, oh, no, I would never. He could be going through the worst thing. He'd be like, baby, how was your day? How many, have, how many women on this panel right now have heard a man say, oh, it was good? I had a good day. It was all right. And on the inside, he's saying, yep, I went through a whole bunch of shit today, but I'm not telling you because I can't trust you with my vulnerability. That's actually some real shit though Yeah That wasn't even I was expecting When you see a podcast mic In front of a dude And it's something about like A man's anything Yeah You It's gonna You're about to hear The dumbest shit you ever heard And you're like That was fine though Yeah But this is the thing I like agree with some of the The shit that goes around I think there's truth to some of it There's not truth to some of it Like I And I think the reason Why people are running To a lot of that shit Is cause like You know Our Like the dating life Of 2022 They're in 2023 now is insane so like people don't know what the fuck to make heads or tails of it so like you know people are reverting back to old shit and that's bad but like the what he's saying and and i guess you'll splice in the tiktok yeah but uh so i guess save the link but yeah fucking you know i i don't disagree with that but it's like that type of relationship vague relationship shit mm. is also a huge thing for viral content yeah and i think that's probably an under discussed aspect of andrew tate's rise that came seemingly came out of nowhere mm-hmm. is that it, it didn't really because it, it we're a, a decade into accounts knowing that if you talk about relationships or cheating or like whatever it is that kind of you know gets people fired up mm-hmm. you get attention and clicks and views and retweets so that's been the algorithm for as long as i can remember it's been like toxic relationship shit has oh like literally every day on Twitter it's like some argument about like should a man and a woman go half on the bills shit you know yeah. like every day like and then and then it's just like <coughs> people in a room yelling at each other yeah but you know and it's just like they get the dumbest people of all time with like the obvious or like with the expected patriarchal you yeah. know assigned opinions that you yeah. get. That you never fucking grow out. These people never grow out of, right? And then, yeah. like, <laughs> they just scream it at each other. And it's the same recycled formula over and over again. Same recycled shit. It gets so many views. I, like, I just don't get how we're, like, still talking about and I think that, shit that, like that. Well, because well, you know? there's clicks. Yeah. So even on fucking Christmas, motherfuckers are posting the shit because it'll get them engagement. The best was on Christmas. Someone was like, it was some shit like, Ladies, are you cleaning for a man who makes less than you or some shit? And then someone quote tweeted it on Christmas, <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. Like I thought that shit was so funny because it's like I'm tired yeah. of this shit. But uh, I uh, I think the rise of shit like Andrew Tate comes out of like you know if you're mentally unwell, you know which most people are, <laughs> honestly, mm-hmm. frankly, and you're on social media, you're addicted to social media, like a lot of people are. And you're just getting bombarded by this relationship shit and power dynamic shit and like explorations of patriarchal shit and really just like, and you're just getting fucking bombarded by like, here's what a man should do in a relationship shit content nonstop mm-hmm. for a decade. 
then when a guy like Andrew Tate comes along and like synthesizes all of it into like one coherent ideology, it, it makes sense why that's attractive. Yeah. And people are feeling so lost because they've just been being chipped away at by these fucking viral, these things that are, that they know will go viral because they go after people's insecurities and the, and the worst faults of humanity, you know? Yeah. Um, And so that's part of why I, this podcast has slowed down and we don't have a lot to talk about. I'm not really on social media like that. Like, I'm on social media for my job. I, like, do social media work. But, like, I'm not on social media like I was when we, the first two years we were doing this podcast. Yeah. I, like, I do not stay abreast of shit and what the trending shit is. I don't fucking care. I don't look at it for the first couple hours after I wake up. I'm doing other shit. I, like, really am just out of it. And and, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm not, like, you know, sorry, y'all. These episodes are going to be a little less uh, information-packed because I'm just... There's no shot you're getting me to start fucking following this shit as intensely again. Yeah. I fucking, I, I left society for like a month this summer, like just fully. I like just dipped. I like was just not in society for a month. Mm. Fucking, I, I didn't know what was going on in the news. I heard R. Kelly might have escaped jail at one point, but that's it. That's all I heard. That's all I knew. <laughs> yeah. I knew nothing else that was going on. <laughs> and uh, it was really privileged. It was really privileged that I was able to take that time and do that. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people get to. Um, and so I, I know it comes from a place of privilege. But I like after that month, I was like, Oh, no shot. I'm going back to the way I used to consume information. Like, absolutely yeah. not. I felt so much fucking better. Like, yeah. So but if you guys have anything in particular you want me to talk about, I'll look into it. Yeah. Uh but I'm just in general, I'm not like on Twitter four hours a day following every trending topic arguing with people in threads i'm just so fucking over that shit yeah nah it's just not even worth it and i think what you were saying earlier i think it's worth exploring before we wrap up this episode when you're talking about the other stuff we're doing now just being better for you and stuff and how it felt like we were almost too into it at one point i i think we we had to be become less into it than we were in 2020 like in mm. 2020 you could be that into it there was a movement and actions there to meet your level of care now if you cared that much you're gonna blow your fucking top off you're like what do you do like there's nothing like what do you do you have to care a little less yeah otherwise you're literally gonna lose your fucking mind like you literally lose your mind does come from a very privileged place though that we're able to totally yeah yeah 100 percent yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, I'm yeah. totally sad. Yeah. Uh, it is spoiled as shit. Yeah. Yeah. That we can just kind of check out like that, you know. Yeah. But I. But it's it's a, it's like hard to like we said at the beginning of the episode. Kevin McCarthy is the top two videos on Tucker and the fucking who cares? everyone in mainstream media right now. They're yeah. Just blasting that shit. Like who fucking cares? Like. But I, also, it comes from a place of privilege to an extent. But also, I think a huge part of why I haven't state of breast because now i'm like working like a normal mm-hmm. person i used to not oh, you, yeah. honestly inside like the the first two years of inside Twitter, my ability to consume all that information and be on twitter so much and like didn't disseminate all this info w- that came from a place of privilege because i was able to like dedicate eight hours a day to just doing that yeah not, i'm like really can't anymore yeah. uh, unless i make this my whole life mm-hmm. and i think what you kind of touched upon earlier is that to make this your whole life now it would you it's that's the disaster you can't yeah and uh and and but i yearn for the day when i can 
I yearn mm. for the day when that can be my whole thing again. I yearn for the day where Inside Agitator isn't just this character, but it's who I get to be 24-7 all the time. Yeah. I want that day more than anybody, but, like, yeah. I, it, it's, right now, it would be... Like, if if I was consuming the media, like, and I totally, if I never took that time off, I probably would be. If I was consuming eight hours a day of media now, about Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, uh-huh. and the dynamics of that, it would be for null. Yeah. It would be for nothing. It would be so much wasted emotional energy and uh-huh. time and, and, and room in my brain. For what? For nothing. Yeah. And so it's a good, it's a good thing. And and I I re, and I'm I'm saying this not to brag about my privilege, but to urge anyone who is like all wrapped up in it, you can be a little less wrapped up. Yeah, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. I can I'm not wrapped up, but I'm still ready to go when shit happens. Like I still believe all the shit I believed, but yeah. like shit's not happening right now. Yeah. There's nothing for me to do. You know, when the bat signal goes out, I'm there. But like until then, I'm fucking I'm cooling. Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Also, I've been kind of scrolling on Twitter in the background, and I haven't seen that much racist shit. That's good. <clears throat> Mainly because my... I don't know. I feel like on the phone, you get more promoted than you do on the desktop. You also get you know? the the more, like... Uh, desktop will give you more uh, chronological timeline. Yeah. The phone gives you just, like, the algorithm shit. Like, here, I'm going to scroll through my shit. This is hilarious. We're like, yo, Twitter's so racist. And then we spent a half hour and can't find fucking... Take our word for it, y'all. This is a funny tweet. Do liberals think the homeless freezing to death care about January 6th? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like, dead ass, get a fucking yeah, grip. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. All right, here's the guy I was talking about. Oh, no, this isn't the guy. This is a different guy. But here's a tweet. Here's 14 minutes, 14 scrolls. So, like, I don't know how many tweets that would be. Yeah. But here's a guy retweeted by PG. (laughs) The username is... (laughs) You want to read it? (laughs) Oh, you're on Twitter light mode? VH1 peanut. No, that TV. name. Just a nigga from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just a nigga from Minnesota. Saying, I heard you, King, to a tweet that says, It's Friday night and the girl you like is sucking dick. Focus on yourself. But this is the type of shit. This is the type of shit. Uh, and oh, here's another one. Once a bitch realizes she can't control you, she hates everything about the situation. It's yeah. it's shit like that. Like that's the type of like content. And see, I don't follow the account tweeting this, but I follow an account that like is quote retweeting a quote tweet of it. Yeah. So that shit ends up in your feed, you know? Yeah. I do I I unfollowed a dude not too long ago that did some bullshit like that. <laughs> dude, this nigga right here. All right. Are we dragging this episode out? We are. He, this is what made me unfollow him. Top G is for, yo, anyone, yo, calling another man Top G. Mm. This is where we need to go. We need to go under the Andrew Tate 
to follow and just Dog. click on any of these profiles. I don't know if we want to start this right the now. The Matrix sent their agents. Agent Smith really came, though. How do we know it's not the Matrix tweeting from your account? What fucking losers. Uh, I hope no one ever gives any of these guys pussies. Yeah. Pussies. No, I hope they do give them pussies. I hope if they want to transition, they do. But I hope yeah. they never get pussy. Yeah. I hope they never get <laughs> This guy said, Big D energy. Big D, you imagine applying that to another man. No! Yeah. Someone get him on the phone. Get, call Dr. Umar. <laughs> right fucking No. Now. Oh, he's a, he's a Max Verstappen fan. Yeah. He's a fucking Max Verstappen. You are a black man and you're a Max Verstappen fan. That's fucking insane. Yo, get this shit off the screen. Yo, all right, hold on. This is our. This is a new character for our show. Oh, I'm fascinated by this guy. I'm offering you an opportunity for the next hour. I'm going to be sitting here for the next hour, and I will be purchasing pie tokens from all of you. I will be paying one dollar. All your tokens that you have, and this is your only opportunity that you have to realize your money. Damn, I wonder why a scammer is a huge fan of the cheating Max Verstappen and, and the and human the, trafficking Andrew Tate. Yeah, I that's crazy why, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, it's almost like those things correlate a little bit, you know. So this is a a a, a black fella named Gray. I can't read from Gray Jabezzi. Okay, Jabezzi, Jabezzi. And he uh, is under Andrew Tate's tweets call saying, Big D Energy. Then when you go to his page, he has a photo with Max Verstappen, famously racist Formula One driver, yeah. who calls Lewis Hamilton the N-word in private. That's um, crazy. That's not, that's allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Don't, don't sue me. All right, we just got to ramble now. You yeah, no, nah, this is so, this episode's so over, brother. Yeah, it's episodes. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night. <laughs>